Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. And I'm Robert. And this is episode number 101. We are... This is 101. Wow. Crazy. This is where it really starts. This is episode right. one. Kidding. Better make it good. <laughs> yeah, well, we, uh, we've accomplished our 100 mark as we uh, set forth to do so back in many moons ago. And we want to thank everybody for listening along and yeah. being here on Facebook and being live with us every week. And um, we're, we're, we're getting busier and busier. And uh, there's a lot of things on the horizon. So we're going to cherish these Mondays at 830 um, <laughs> as much as we can until the road takes us away from our 830 p.m. slot. And that was fun to do that in person, I got to say. Thank you to everybody who came out. Um, And if you missed it, go to the previous podcast of this one and listen to our live and direct one, because that was fun. I got pretty hungover the next day, though. I was completely worthless. (laughs) Good times. Yeah, we need to change that four double IPA tasting to maybe like two (laughs) double IPAs. So I I forgot our... uh, we, We have this giant wooden... Uh, crow that we brought in and put in on the front of the the table that, that we were we were all sitting at, and uh, I forgot it over at the Wayfair, and I finally went and picked it up today. Uh, it didn't fit in Warren's car, so Warren and I had to walk it over. And walking it back, it's you know about four feet wide by four feet tall, and uh, <laughs> so I was just walking down my street, just holding it over my head and walking it back. But it's back safe in the garage now, so. I know you guys were really worried about it. So. I actually was when you told me that you left it there. But you know, does that fit in your car? Are you, are you, are you talking to me, Steve? To Steve. Sorry. I think I fit I'm it like, in there one other time, but it, I didn't have any other gear in my car, and I had gear in my car today. I couldn't Until believe I did. it didn't fit in my car. Rav Four. I love it. It barely, but... it barely fits in the van. Really? Yeah, because I mean, it, it's a giant square. <laughs> and the van is only a giant square and it's like you have to like angle it in there it's pretty nuts yeah nice. you have to go like taco like taco taco angle you know yeah. like how you eat tacos taco yeah. Angle. yeah hey hey john we would love to tour up in canada um very soon so yeah well you put out the word we'll put out the word yeah we'll be up there in a short time we'll do so it like nice smoke if they want us we'll do it that'd be so fun to tour with them <laughs> if we want them would love to go to Canada. That'd be great. I hear Canada's opening up their borders to Americans on it's August sixth like or 9th. something like that. Coming up, their, first time in a long their time. Border. Their border. Let's go. Borders. Let's go. Do they have more than one border? They only have to, they only have one border, right? They have one with Alaska. Alaska's part of the United States. No, I know, but it's a different border than like the Washington border. He's I, I guess, guess like the Michigan right. border would be different too. You know. I thought Warren just meant a border with another country. Oh. I did. Yeah, the border with Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was the weekend? Steve, how was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was good, man. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys get into what we did as, as a band because that was very fun. Um, uh, yeah, I, I had a uh, pretty crazy day yesterday and today. Um, I had a had a church gig, and um, there's been some... Uh, some 
not crazy sickness, but some sickness going around. So it was a little bit of a scramble to uh, get all of the tunes learned, to learn five songs after I got home from our gig and, and I get that all together. But it went off without a hitch. Really, uh, really stoked on all the musicians that I get to play with every Sunday that are a bunch of good friends of, of all of ours. And um, yeah, it was fun. Then went, came home, ended up uh, laying down for, I was just going to post on, on Instagram and I fell asleep mid post and woke up and was, you know, 10 minutes late to when I normally like to get to the Wayfair to set up for the Sweet Relief Sundays. Um but it was all good. I set up in record time, which was nice. And then we had a great night of music. We had uh, our, our good friend Angela Petrilli played and uh, with her friend Kira Lingman and uh, the amazing uh, Kalama brothers from here in Orange County as well. Ryan and Kai came and played and, and uh, Ryan played with them. Ryan played with me. Henry played with me. It was a really fun evening of jams and and everything and then today got to work on some i'm repping the shirt here but i got to work on some daniel a tune a new tune of daniel bontes and uh, who's also been here on the podcast and our good buddy phil allen uh that worked on a bunch of our records and that we've worked on uh with over the years ended up um hitting me up and got to work on a track for him today and get a bunch of other stuff done, recorded another solo piano record that comes out on Friday on my Patreon page. So if you're into, uh, you know, easy listening piano music to just kind of zone out to, to take a nap to, to heal yourself with music to, um, then go check that out on uh, patreon.com backslash Steve the Wreck. And uh, that's going to be coming out on Friday, which is pumped. It's the seventh one that I've done this year so far. So it's uh, improvs 61 to 70. Um, and, yeah, really pumped for it. It's going to be fun. War, how was your week? And week? My week was good. Uh, I'm going to talk about something that wasn't the gig that we played because I'm sure somebody else might cover that. But I did something fun, extracurricular. Uh, I went K1 speed racing this weekend, or this week, sorry, during the week for a buddy, my buddy Max's birthday. And that was fun because I have not been K1 speed racing since the time that the Higgs played with Robert John in the wreck at the Wahoos. Oh, yeah. K1 speed racing, some sort of event. I don't know if you guys remember that. We played at the one in Irvine. And I was playing in a jam band called the Higgs. And you guys must have still had like Nikki P at that time. Yep. Um, I guess we played. That's why I know. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the last time that I had done K1 speed racing. And I went back and I thought that was kind of ironic. And then um, I loved it. It's so much fun. I, uh, we did three races and I progressed a little further each time. And I finally figured out how to hit the turns and you want to kind of go slow into them and then excel out of them at the apex of the turn. So you can kind of get that all that momentum and shit. So I really had a good time. I thought it was fun. Um, They serve beer there, but you're not allowed to have beer before you race, which is stupid, but I guess it makes sense. I mean, out of all the places that you could drink and like, it's like a bumper car, <laughs> essentially. Come on, like you know what I mean. You could maybe I mean, do it every, there, but every car is a bumper car if, if you bump into things with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, touche. Yeah. You and your 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 literal <laughs> translations of things. 
But um, yeah, that was fun. And I feel like I don't do that very often. So nice. um, that was cool. And then, um, yeah, Henry, how was your week? It was very good. A um, lot of fun, you know, did uh, I did the uh, the the old record store gig at good old cream tangerine this week. Um, I stayed an extra, extra day in, uh, San Luis Obispo. I couldn't remember where we were last weekend for a second. It's been a lot of stuff happening. Um, <laughs> stayed with my cousin up there, uh, a little bit of extra time and then came down to do that, that podcast we talked about and then left that early. Um, which was a smart move apparently from what I've heard. Um, <clears throat> And then, yeah, I mean, it's just been a lot of work, um, just doing stuff with, with our buddy Parker Macy at the shop. Um, I did a session with my former uh, Professor Colombo bandmate, Eric Roebuck, on Friday. Laid down some guitar on some tunes of his uh, that is really exciting. It's really cool that um, we're continuing to collaborate even after the uh, dissolution of our previous group, Professor Colombo. Um, and he's still willing to, you know, have me come down and and lay down some stuff in his material and that was a lot of fun um, a lot of you know bluesy rock kind of stuff which is if you know me right up my alley um and then that evening i went down to vista um which we then played at the next day at abolition brewery um i have a lot of family that lives either in vista or in the general vicinity um or used to live there basically. And it just so happened that everybody was kind of converging on that area that weekend. Somehow everybody just happened to be there. So it was perfect because, uh, we had our gig at abolition and, uh, I had like a thousand members of my family there (laughs) and from my extended family. And, you know, um, there's this whole kind of extended family that lives down there that, uh, sort of comes out of my dad's side and then um, my stepmom's uh, side of the family is sort of this like bridge between them, even though all the people have all sort of been friends and known each other. Um, So it's just this huge group of people that are all, you know, basically just this big extended family that lives down there and they all came to the gig and uh, it was just great to see everybody again. It was all people I haven't seen basically since, uh, last year uh when we played abolition actually because we played it right before the big shutdown happened and uh yeah just we we played that show and um andrew and amanda decided to stay so they got a insider scoop insider look on what it's like to hang with the extended snake Luth fam and then uh and i'll let andrew elaborate on what that might have been like for him because he actually stayed down there longer than i did i actually had to leave uh sunday afternoon to go do a gig with steve um at the wayfair for the street relief sundays but uh all in all really good weekend it was nice to get out of town and and see family that i haven't seen in a long time and um you know i've been going down to that part of uh san diego county you know the vista area in carlsbad since i was born basically um just that's you know i have so much family that's lived there uh this whole time so i'm pretty familiar at least with that little area and um it's like a it's like another home for me basically um which is really great uh and and also very convenient when we happen to have a gig in that area uh and it's great for them because they all 
love the band and they're all huge supporters for it. And it's really amazing. Um, actually that that's the case. Uh, they, they all really love our music and are huge fans of it. And, uh, it's right up their alley. Everyone in that family is really into, uh, rock music and, and classic rock and things like that. So, um, the fact that somebody in their family is playing in a band and it's the type of music that they can get into. And I saw a lot of my cousins and aunts and uncles dancing and stuff. And it was just super cool. Um, and, and something I haven't, I haven't really experienced in a long time. Um, it was cool to just see everybody and also kind of get, uh, my family and Robert John the wreck acquainted with them sort of a little bit and, uh, you know, just connect all these people, uh, that are really close to me. But yeah. How about you, Andrew? Yeah. So like Henry said, we stayed down there and, uh, it was super interesting cause I rewatched the tired of drinking alone video and I realized how many of them are in that video. So I was like, Oh, I know who that is now. I know who that is now. I've met that person. She just had a baby. <laughs> so I got to, you know, experience the full thing. And it was cool. I got there, and there was a bunch of garbage Mexican food on the table, like any party that we might have. After the game. Yeah, after the show. And, yeah, we are just hanging out and drinking, and I got to know a little bit more about Henry's family, which is super cool, because they're huge supporters. They come to almost every show. You know, we see a, a Schneekluth or two. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it was cool to get to know them. And then... Um, We just, like, woke up, had breakfast, played cornhole, and then went and hung out at their pool or whatever. it's like, yeah, this is what we do. (laughs) Yeah, and that was cool, and the show was cool. Evolution was really fun. Um, I I really like that place. And I've been trying to tell them, we've been playing in San Diego for almost, like, ten years at different venues that... um, we could just never get any traction at that just didn't feel like places that people were even going to. There used to be this, uh, we played at Winston so many times. Mm -hmm. We played at, uh, the spot, what was it called? The Griffin. Um, there's some spot in San Diego. It was the spot that was next to the gay bar. I don't know if we told uh, stories about that place. Oh, tin can ale, tin can ale house. And all really, really cool spots in San Diego, but just didn't feel like, destinations and like people cared or would come out it was they were just not our place and this this place feels like it's you know they like us they appreciate us and people actually come out to see music so uh i'm really excited to go back to evolution when we get a chance yeah but that that was a lot of fun pronounced abolition because it's actually written on the wall and (laughs) i've been saying it wrong forever but I don't pronounce anything right. Uh, but yeah, that was basically my weekend. Amanda wanted wait. Amanda wanted me to talk about how we went to a dance club this weekend for the first time in like <laughs> I don't know since the pandemic. <laughs> and uh, nice. I don't I don't really do that anymore. And I don't really like it unless it's like Sega Genocide, but that's still like a rock and roll concert or something, yeah. you know. And uh, I just went because my friends. We're in town and hanging out with uh, one of my friends in Pasadena, like right next to our house. So uh, we went and we met some group of girls that they were talking to. And then we just ended up at this like giant dance club with people dressed like 10 times better than us. My friend was in like shorts and sandals and they're playing like a bunch of like 
reggaeton music and stuff like that. And I was like, where am I? And how did I end up here? But it was a lot of fun. And then my friend missed the last train home to get home. So he ended up crashing with us. And going to a dance club in Pasadena is still super weird and fun. Nice. Robert, how was your weekend? I had a great weekend. I feel like it was a very, very long weekend. Um, and I just want to say something really quick because it's on my mind because I'm getting attacked by these little things in California called June bugs. And apparently the June bugs have not realized that their time has passed. And now we're already in July, almost to August. Um, apparently they're coming out of the woodwork tonight and they're like flying by my head. So if you see me do this, it's because of a June bug. Um, <clears throat> but no. It was, uh, it was a great long weekend. Uh, it was long because uh, me and Steve flew to Omaha, Nebraska on uh, Thursday. Yeah. And me and Steve did a small acoustic set at um, a friend of a friend's bar uh, called the Shakedown Street Tavern. Yeah. Um, right there in Benson in Omaha. And uh, it was actually a pretty crazy story because one of the first one of the first shows that Robert John the Record ever played in Omaha back in the day, I don't know what year it was, um, but it, we played at a place called Barley Street Tavern, and this place used to be Barley Street Tavern. It was bought by um, our really good friend, Brett Moline, who has been on this podcast before, his cousins. And so it was kind of a weird little nostalgia thing to be back in that place with a bunch of friends that uh, uh, are really good friends with, with Steve and people that I've met because of Steve and, and people that we both haven't seen in years yeah. who have families and have grown in their lives and, uh, you know, become adults because uh, i feel like sometimes we meet people when we're you know when we were younger and now people become adults it's just kind of cool to see yeah there, um, there was a bunch of people there that, that i hadn't seen since like my freshman year of college essentially <laughs> like I, I hadn't seen these people in like 18 years for some of them so it's that, that was that was pretty nuts yeah but uh it was uh that was a really great time we we were only there for about less than 24 hours so a uh, quick little trip, but uh, we'll be back in Omaha in October. Yeah. Um, I believe that's on the 22nd of October at the Slowdown. So if you're listening to this, I know that um, Denise is going to be at Knuckleheads because of her comments. And also, Denise, I love Animal Kingdom, and they just came out with a new season, so I'm definitely stoked for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, his hair is a lot straighter than mine, and uh, he's more of a badass, I think, because he like, shoots people and stuff. But I like him. I think he's cool. Um, but yeah, so, and then uh, the weekend we played Vista. It was a great, great night down there. Um, I always love when it takes almost three hours to get somewhere and then less than an hour to get home. That always <laughs> makes me happy. Um, <laughs> overjoyed really. And other than that, you know, I just uh, spent some time at home for the, the Friday and Sunday and, and, you know, getting life back together again. And, you know, now I'm drinking and, you know, the best thing to do Ooh. when you're relaxing is drinking. What so, are you drinking? I'm just, I'm just going to start off with uh, something that I've never drank on the podcast before. It's a dose of beer. It's called Gimme. Um, it was in my fridge, and it's delicious. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, it's you crazy. You totally drank that on the podcast before. It's, it's definitely nothing very exciting. Um, you can't joke about that. It is exciting if you've never had it. And if you've never had it, Samuel Capistrano, Dose and Brewery. Best beer in the world, in my opinion. And... Yeah. Um, that's what I'm drinking. Steve, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a nice tall glass of water in a reusable glass container. Good and for you. And it's good. I'm, I'm about to, uh, at, yeah. some, at some point here, go and change up 
and uh, drink some yellow curry that I got for dinner that I haven't uh, had yet. So it's going to be good. Wait, hold on. It's, it's a soup. Gonna... You can drink soup, you know? You I know, but that's going to be your beverage? Like, that's going to be your thirst quencher is, is yeah, curry? Yeah, I've got a long day tomorrow. We're... <laughs> Go, well, going in doing 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 a bunch of uh, B three tracking tomorrow, which is going to be fun. All right, uh, yeah, going to keep it keep it light properly. tonight. <laughs> Where what you got? <clears throat> well, well, right before I left Abolition, uh, I got their. I think it's called the Ghost Green Lager. Something Green, green Lager. Green Ghost. Green Ghost. Green okay, Ghost. I got. It sounds like Green Ghost. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. Um, it is a very good lager. I like it. I generally like IPA and hoppy beers, and I felt like it was nice and light, but still had that kind of hop flavor that you kind of want. And um, Jan and his team down there were super cool and filled me up a crowler right before I left. So I figured that would not only is a good beer, it probably lasts about the length of a podcast. So, you know, like if we have like a small beer, we usually have to go refill it a couple of times. The Crowler is podcast, podcast length. Um, but they do a great lager and, um, I'm trying to wean myself off IPAs and find a different sort of less heavy beer to drink. And this is perfect. I think it was, but like five, one or five, two, 5.1. Yeah. It was a great beer and, the abolition show was fun. It was nice to play outside. Well, sometimes it's nice to play outside. It was hot, but um, it's great beer. If you guys are in, they have two locations, one in Carlsbad and one in Vista. We played at the one in Vista and they have music there. So if you're in San Diego, it's worth going and checking them out. Um, yeah. What are you drinking, Henry? I uh, periodically check my local liquor store here in Huntington, Hilltop Liquor, for this beer. And sometimes they have it, and sometimes they don't. And today they had it, so I decided to get it. Because I also got a crawler of Green Ghost Lager, but I had to leave it in Vista. Because I was going straight from Vista to a gig, and there was no way for me to keep it chilled. Uh, And I also just forgot it. Um because I was kind of in a rush. But, uh, you know, we'll have another chance to get it. I'm not worried about it. This is from Brewery West. It's called Dog Ate My Homework. It is a blackberry ale. And uh, I love blackberries and blueberries and things of that sort, and especially when they're combined with, uh, you know, alcohol and beer and things like that. It makes this really refreshing thing, and uh, it sort of looks like this. It's kind of got, like, a dark maroon color, and it literally just tastes like, you know, blackberry juice and beer, and it says it's ale malted with barley, raw spelt, hallertau, hops, black currants, and blackberries, and uh, it's delicious. Uh, probably one of my favorite beers out there at the moment. Um, big fan of it. Good job, Brewery West. And it's got this cool artwork of a person holding a, uh, looks to be like a double-headed lion or something. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty good beer. Really good beer, actually. Really enjoying it. Good job. You said, you said blackberry? Yes, it is a blackberry ale. Very good. Highly recommend it. How about you, Andrew? I am drinking a cherry bubbly tonight. I think these are my 
my number ones now. Cherry bubblies. They're super weird. No one else really does them. And something about like drinking something that tastes like a Starburst is really good to me. So obviously like grapefruit and lime are my probably standards, but these are like my go to like uh I don't know, like dessert beverage or whatever you want to call it. They're bomb. <laughs> Robert already went, right? Robert started. I did, but I would like to comment on Henry's beverage. And only because of the Blackberry thing. Uh, well, we were in Omaha. We, we stopped at a bar on the way to the venue because that's what you do in Omaha. And we went in for a shot, just one shot. And um, the person who we were with, they're Omahaians. And so he ordered a couple shots of Blackberry brandy. Oh. And that was the sh- I was. I figured we were going to do Jameson or Jack or, or tequila or something like we would do here on the West Coast. But apparently in South Omaha, the thing to do is a shot of Blackberry brandy. And I'm not saying it was bad. It was actually really delicious. But I was taken off because I've been to the Midwest multiple times in my life. We've been to Omaha multiple times uh, when we were a younger band. And I've never remembered anyone being like, hey, man, let's take a shot of Blackberry brandy before. Um, and that was just a, a weird thing that happened. So mm-hmm. next time we go to Omaha, I'm going to have a shot of Blackberry brandy because yeah. it was delicious. Uh, that sounds pretty good. I, I don't, I'm not really into shots, but that sounds like something that I would, I would do. Because like, I love Blackberry. It was, t- it was similar to Popterus, but it was nice. That's, I, I could probably tolerate that for a shot. Sounds it was like a like a fancy Robitussin. Yeah. It just, and it it's just awesome because we just announced some tour dates, and you will be back in Omaha soon. And if you guys want to check out those tour dates, you can go to www.robertjohnandtherec.com to check them out because we just announced them today, and we're excited about them. And I figured I'd just plug it real quick right in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> Good plug, man. Well done. Yeah, and in, in order to get out to the Midwest uh, – we're going to be sitting in a van for hours and hours listening to music and talking to each other about how we feel about that music. And in order for us to really get prepared to be on the road again, since it's been so long since we've gotten that opportunity, which we're very honored to be back on the road very soon. Um, Henry, what do you have for us today? Well, I wanted to keep it uh, simple and also pay my respects today. Um, Today's day, at least if you are on uh, West Coast time, uh, it's still July 19th, and uh, there is a little bit of significance for me in that day. Um, It is the birthday of my maternal grandfather, who uh, unfortunately I only got to meet one time before he passed away from lung cancer, but uh, I remember him very fondly, and I'm often uh, compared to him. Um, I've been told I take after him a lot, so I kind of admire him. He was a really, really skilled carpenter, um, did a lot of woodworking and also loved all kinds of sixties and seventies rock music. So I'm told often that, you know, um, I like to imagine that he's smiling down on me on what I'm doing. Um, I would have loved to have had him at least see me kind of become a musician because he died before I even turned three years old. Um, and also another hero of mine is born on this day. Alan Collins of Leonard Skinner, uh, who is probably most famously known as the uh, primary or you know main featured soloist on Freebird, 
um, if you you know listen to the guitar solo on the original recording of that or any live recording from the 70s of that song it's alan collins playing that big long guitar solo at the end and nice. um he's been a big uh big influence on my on, on my own style um and obviously as a result uh the sound of the band um definitely kind of uh influences the way that i approach riffs and solos gives me lots of ideas and um i would kind of classify him as sort of uh he has some Clapton-esque influences, but he's got a bit of the uh, bit of the southern twang to his thing going on. There's a lot of attitude. I would say the vibe of his playing is probably uh, more aggressive. There's more of an aggressive edge to it. And on top of that, um, he's a big influence on my choice of guitars. Uh, he was known to play the Gibson Firebird for a long time, which uh, I recently got a Firebird myself, and I've been loving it, and it's been really really cool it's a really unique sounding instrument he's also been known to play uh he was also known to play rather uh gibson sgs in his early career and uh, i didn't know that until i looked into it but apparently it's true and rumor has it for you tone nerds out there that the freebird solo was in fact recorded on an sg possibly uh as opposed to the popular belief that it was recorded on a firebird um it's good fact uh, and then in any case, um, he's a huge influence on myself and, uh, you know, the way that I sort of craft my style, especially uh, in the context of this group, because we do consider, uh, you know, we listen to Leonard Skinner a bit. Um, I listen to Leonard Skinner quite a lot, and um, I just wanted to pay my respects to a hero of mine on the day that he was born, and so I'm going to play a song that you guys have probably already heard a hundred times in the tour van, but uh, this this song's cool because it's probably the only song that I can think of in the classic Leonard Skinner catalog that actually features a wah-wah uh, guitar pedal. Um, and it uh, features, uh, obviously, Alan Collins as the kind of main soloist. There's also some lead fills in it that you can hear that are from uh, Ed King, who played a Stratocaster in the song. Um, the song is called The Needle and the Spoon. It is off of Leonard Skinner's second album, Second Helping, which is, oh man, it's really hard to pick with the classic Leonard Skinner albums, but that one is definitely a contender depending on the mood I'm in. And, uh, yeah, I just want to, uh, I just want to, you know, pay respects to him. Uh, unfortunately he passed away in 1990. He was only 37. And uh, yeah, I mean, Alan Collins, man, a, a big influence on myself. Um, so let's turn it up and jam on out to some Skinner.
Nice. I've definitely nice. heard that song in the van a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you I know probably, a little more about it. <laughs> yeah, I probably could have never told you like what the name was, but yeah. as soon as you put that on, I was like, oh yeah, Henry's played yeah. this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on it's on multiple playlists of mine, and uh, definitely for sure one of my favorites of theirs. And uh, surprisingly um, lesser known in some circles, um, it's it's one of the songs that was played a lot in their classic era, uh, but just uh, you know, it's like an album track, and uh, that's kind of what I focus on. I, at least I try to, uh, depending on the context of it, especially with you know. Obviously, Leonard Skinner is a hugely, you know, successful, popular, well-known band, and um, and uh, so I try to, especially with something like that, I try to pick something a little more obscure than, say, uh, like a Freebird or something like that. Um, something that, you know, unless you really know their catalog, you may or may not have heard it before. But even so, it's like with something like Leonard Skinner, uh, you know, I would assume a lot of people that listen to us are fairly familiar with their catalog and and this is kind of more about paying respects and I do a little mix of everything. Sometimes I actually do a, a little bit of like a topical history lesson on the date. Um, but regardless of what the topic is, it is all on a playlist. Uh, it is on Spotify. It's called the Henry's history lesson playlist. It's featured on the band's Spotify page. And it's also in all the links below and in any sort of description that you might find when you listen to our podcast and on top of that i add new material of course every single week that we do this uh i just checked we're now at 106 tracks oh yeah and i believe seven hours and damn 27 minutes of music on the playlist so it's a nice one you know you can uh, or 36 minutes seven hours 36 minutes you can drive straight from southern california to phoenix yep. Exactly. And not hear the same song twice. All sorts of things that I <laughs> that I have, and uh, and there's there's a pretty eclectic mix there. There's new stuff. There's old stuff. There's weird stuff. There's poppy stuff. Uh, it's very very eclectic, and I try to feature uh, everything, all kinds of music that has a place in my heart. Um, everything on that playlist has probably influenced some sort of creative direction or input that I've had with either this band or my own projects or something. Um, and it's just all kind of stuff I dig and I hope you dig it too. And, uh, you know, just stay tuned. It's just constantly building into this big library of stuff that you can put on. If you don't know what to put on, throw on the Henry's history lesson playlist. I guarantee you, you'll find something on there. There you go. Thank you, Tiffany. That's, that's what I like to see. Tiffany said, uh, we play it at our house and love it. And they love it. And that's what I like to see. Uh, And, you know, hopefully it it provides something you may have never heard before, whether it's by a band you've heard of or not. Um, But, you know, check it out. You can also follow it on Spotify. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a fun uh, little project to undertake, and I'm glad people are enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, Henry, I've been using uh, Henry's History Lesson playlist for pretty much every gig that I've been running sound for as the house music, including our own shows when I have control yeah. <laughs> over, over the house music. So if you yeah. ever come to a Robert John and the Rex show and we're choosing the music in between our sets, uh, it is 
probably 99% likely that it is music from Henry's History Lesson playlist. Exactly. I still don't understand how people haven't figured out that you shouldn't play the band's record that's playing that day. Yeah. I can't (laughs) count how many times someone has been playing, like, an entire record of stuff that we're either just about to play or ready to play. And then they, you know, I'm like, well, we can't play that song anymore because we just heard it, you know, in between uh, songs here. That has happened pretty frequently recently. Yeah, we've seen that happen a couple times. I think they think they're doing it like, they're like, oh, well, people don't know who you are so they can get into it. I'm like, they're going to hear it like, Live yeah. in two yeah. seconds, you know yeah. what I mean? There's going to be no better version of like yeah. actually just hearing it, you know. Anyways, that's funny. I, I feel like people have the best intentions, but please stop doing that. Anyone who <laughs> runs a music this venue, this is a PSA. If we yeah. play at your venue, <laughs> we have a playlist that you can put on. Uh, <laughs> Let's put it on right a writer. There. It's also on our band <laughs> we page. Can so. that too. We, we, we can do that. Yeah. We should do the work. opposite. We should just have them play all of our records before we go on. Yeah. Oh, my God. We just play along or, to the records. Yeah, or, or a curated list of all the yeah. songs that we're definitely not going to play yeah. that night. Right. <laughs> we could we could go out and do like a Robert John DJ set, you know? Robert John the Red <laughs> DJ set. Kind of like, DJ kind of like set. all the, like all the probably, emo guys are doing. paid more. <laughs> yeah, but it would only be you. <laughs> right. And you're... Your freshly shampooed hair. Yeah, or whatever dude, you got like, going on. We're totally the band that would go out and do a DJ set. For sure, dude. Oh, man. I'll scratch your records. <laughs> Not ours. No. Thanks, Warren, for noticing. I did, I did finally clean my hair after <laughs> weeks of not doing that. It just it looks, looks great. particularly well tonight. Looks this is nice. what I look like when I don't wear a hat and I just wash my hair. It looks great. Look like yeah. I should. You almost look, look like straight. On the you got beat. a Greg Thorne's yeah. son. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you gonna sell me some turquoise, Robert? Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> All right. So I came up with the topic while we were. Uh, listening to that song in my head, particularly because I don't know a lot about Leonard Skinnerd, and I'm not very familiar with their their back catalog as much as I should be. Even though now that I'm traveling with Henry, I probably hear it more than I think I do. Um, and there was a couple times that I did go back and I dive in to some stuff, but um, it brought up the topic to me that. Uh, I think everybody has at least one or two of these um, and that is genres that you just know nothing about. And maybe it's music that you didn't get into, or maybe it's uh, something that you just were like, Oh, I don't like that. And you just zoned it out of your mind. Um, I thought it was interesting because I feel like everybody has a certain sort of, oh, there's just one genre that I just know nothing about, I never could get into. Um, And I guess I can start. And I've probably brought it up before, but I think one for me is um, like country music and real, and that's such a broad term nowadays because country is so 
encompassing of a lot of different things, but um, I don't know anything. And I guess to be honest, I don't know anything that is really under that umbrella. Um, I think the closest thing I got to when I was a kid was bluegrass, which is pretty, pretty cool. But even then I was a kid and I was just listening to it and I liked it. I know nothing about country and I know Robbie Boyd who travels with us, his crew from time to time is always telling me about different people um, like Merle Haggard and, you know, Hank and uh, Lefty Frizzell and all sorts of different characters. Um, But that is one for me that I really am uneducated about. And I know, I think Robert, you grew up on like a lot of country and gospel stuff, right? Um, I don't know. That's just that one genre that, and again, it's such a, it's so vast. It's like, where do I even start? Do I start at the beginning and kind of work my way to modern times? Or what do you guys think? I have a recommendation for you. And, yes. Uh, this was pretty enlightening for me because I knew a pretty, pretty, you know, uh, elementary amount of stuff about it. But I was, uh, I was out in, uh, in Maine about a year and a half ago. Or, oh, shit, no, that was almost two years ago. Um, and it was when I got snowed in. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't go anywhere because we really snowed in, and I had to delay my flight by like three or four days because it was just. Uh, it was basically a blizzard. I watched. Uh, I, I believe it is a Ken Burns documentary about country music, and it's literally. I think it's literally just called country music. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that would be. It's really really good. It's very educational. Um, and also it got me on a country music kick. Um, I knew a little bit about like Hank Williams and, uh, some of the other people that came after him, but, uh, but it's a documentary series that came out, uh, recently, actually, it only came out, uh, less than two years ago, uh, by Ken Burns. And, um, it was fascinating, honestly, cause I've never been, I've never been a huge country music fan. I still do not consider myself a huge country music fan. Um, I like all the old school stuff for sure. Um, definitely, you know, like the, the Patsy Klein thing, the, the Nashville sound, um, as well as, you know, you can't go wrong with the original Hank Williams, seriously, one of the greatest songwriters. Um, but that definitely sort of created an interest. So if you want to know more about it, I would recommend checking that out. Um, it's, and it's very, very cool. Um, and not only that, but it also kind of, uh, rekindled a bit of an interest in songwriting for me. So just my recommendation. Ken Burns. Yeah, yeah. country music. Nice. Well, and it was funny because we also played with this guy to the, this this weekend, Mitch Pol- Polzak, who did a lot of Bakersfield country stuff, which is another thing that I, I didn't know anything about. And I see Amanda uh, Andrews' girlfriend commenting, mm-hmm. and uh, she, she, she was like, all those people are from Bakersfield? And at the time I was like, oh, I guess so. But I didn't really know that either. And it's like, there's a whole Bakersfield sound. And it's just like, I was so, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, that was one of those things. I, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to make a, a country playlist that I can, I'll watch the Ken Burns thing and then we'll make a playlist and I'll help you make one. Yeah. yeah, and we can I share it to the fans, it. and then they There's can probably one it. out there already too. I would, I would guess. I'm probably not going to make as good of one as there already is. Yeah, but we got to make our own Robert John and the Wreck playlist, <laughs> and then all the listeners can tune in, and they and anybody who's in the position that I'm in can listen to the same stuff that 
I'm being exposed to by you guys. But you also you also brought up a, a genre that's it's almost like the religion of Christianity that has like so many different levels and different uh, denominations yeah. of you know. So you can say country, but that it goes so vast and so wide that rock. you you, you, you know, can't yeah. even. You know, you can't even just say country, uh, you know, because you're talking uh, Bakersfield country is different than than the country from Nashville, you know. And then and then it, for talking about like right now, you know, like you have like the Sturgill Simpsons, the Chris Stapletons and the, you know, Jason Isbell's that are that are doing this 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 new wave of what country is. But then you also still have the Kenny Chesney's and the Brad Paisley's that are doing the contemporary country, which is called contemporary country. I don't you know. And then you also have. You know the the other sides of country. So you, you, little Nas X, the new face of country. <laughs> and there's that too. I mean, that's just you know. So Warren, you have a long ways to go. Cool. Well, I'm ready. At me staying. Good luck. Yeah. Let's start at the beginning. You guys help me out. It's a very good uh, place to start. Who's next? What are you guys illiterate about? Go ahead, uh, Henry. I can. I can, I can, I can probably give an example here. Um, I am probably the least knowledgeable amongst uh, most people I know that are into music about both punk and hip hop music. Um, just never really got into either of those very much. Um, and, and never particularly wanted to not to say that I don't like anything from those genres. There's definitely, you know, a few albums here and there that have enough crossover appeal into either the rock or jazz world or funk world or something that um, I can kind of get into. Um, the most the most punk album I actually enjoy that I can say for sure that I got into, and and in hindsight I would not even classify this necessarily as like punk rock is probably the Sex Pistols, and it's like that's like very very rock and roll version of, of what I would say, you know, what I would consider punk music. Um, and then, uh, as far as hip hop, uh, I, I got latched onto the Kendrick Lamar album to pimp a butterfly. But, uh, aside from that, it's just, I haven't found anything that really, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to catch onto the hip hop wave a little bit, starting to get into kind of like MF doom and, and, uh, Mad Lib and things in that sort of area. But I, I don't know, anything about the genre otherwise i just know that i've heard a few things from it and i'm not very knowledgeable about it and never really had a phase with it same same thing with punk music i know a lot of friends of mine that had a big punk phase especially in orange county like orange county seems to be sort of ubiquitous uh with the punk music thing um it's like it's like very intertwined in kind of the culture for a lot of people that like music here or play music here and I know so many kids that I went to high school with that were like punk rockers and super into punk. And they had the leather jacket with the patches on it and, you know, did the whole thing and played in punk bands and got the Mohawks and all that stuff and just never caught on for me ever. Um, so that's, that's something I, I would say I'd probably know the least about punk rock if I had to really narrow it down. Like the punk thing is just a hundred percent, not my area of expertise. That's awesome. Well, I think at least I was going to say for you, at least you're on a good, I think you have a good end of the hip hop thing because I feel like hip hop is also another real broad, broad term for that sort of stuff. But 
You know, it'd be fun for you is to start, if you don't know where to start with punk rock, is just start with Orange County punk rock because there are a lot of super cool Orange County punk bands like TSOL and the Adolescents and some of those bands. Um, and it might make more sense to you since that's like pretty much, you know, you're growing up in the same area as all that sort of stuff. So, so funny story about TSOL. Actually, um, I, I unintentionally got dragged to a TSOL show at D Piazza's when I was in high school. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't, I don't remember the context, but I was hanging out with a friend of mine and then all of a sudden he was like, Oh, do you want to go to this show at this, at, at D Piazza's? And I was like, okay, sure. Like I'm not doing anything like whatever. And then I went and it was like TSOL and, and some other band opened. And so I did actually unintentionally go to a TSOL show. Did you like and it? I, it was not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciated it, but it was it, like, like it's one of those really blurry memories and I wasn't messed up or anything. Like I just don't really remember it that well. Um, which is, probably a sign that I didn't really enjoy it that much. Oh, same, same for me. I, I, I wound up at a TSO, TSOL show at, uh, the observatory randomly, like, and this was, you know, maybe seven, eight years ago. And I was just like, who are these guys? And like, everybody was going to ape shit for him. And I was like, I don't really like this. Like, <laughs> yep, I had no, I like never, exactly. never even heard of him before. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, like, it's like, what? Like, what's, I don't get it. <laughs> I guess I'll just jump in here. The um, I I know very little about most genres of music. I've, I've no, I've said it before, but I, I have a weird uh, history with music. I started very young, and and uh, it was you know probably know more about polka and and you know classical hymns and stuff than much else, like musical theater and stuff. But like pre nineteen ninety musical theater, you know. Yeah, it's weird, like, because I, I just started working, and then I was always working on, like, the I didn't even hear Led Zeppelin until, I think, my second year in Robert John and the Wreck, which was nuts, so. That, <laughs> I did uh, I did look up a few uh, weirdest genres of music that I also know nothing about. Apparently, there's one called lower cl- Lowercase. I do know a little bit about Glitch Hop, um, which is... <laughs> Do you really? Well, I, I used to listen to uh, edit. Uh, I, I had a project that I had to go, and they were like, "Yeah, we want to do like this glitch hoppy type thing." Like, and so I just listened to a bunch of this artist edit, and uh, nice. basically just chopped shit up and you know flew it around and made it all kind of weird and you know put my finger on the end of the uh, you know live wire and and uh, you know live patch cable and just made some buzzes and some pops and cracks and recorded them and. That was kind of cool. Uh, there is one that's called a hypnagogic pop, Simpson wave, vapor wave, folktronica. Simpson wave so, and vapor wave are great. Yeah, they actually like take seventies funk songs and slow them down. Oh, nice! And then like add grooves and stuff to it. There's like a super cool documentary that explains how they're made. I, cool. I don't know. This sounds dumb. It's just like a weird internet culture thing. And because I like the Simpsons, uh, yeah, they just end up Sim- using quotes wave? or like Simpson songs. But it's really just based on 70s funk music, and huh. they just steal it and slow it down or do something to it. Oh, it's cool. like the new shoegaze or whatever. Was that a band or a genre? Uh, that's a genre in the 80s. Oh, for cool. like, it's like stoner whatever. Sorry, Steve. I know I'm talking <laughs> about real... Where <laughs> I, I, Yeah, I know nothing about any of this. So I'm, I'm glad that you do. That's cool. Um, I will say that I don't know much about 
blues music. And I had not heard up until uh, maybe like three or four years ago. Like all the uh, English people and the people in Europe are the ones who are schooling me on blues music. And then doing all these, the Joe Bonamassa stuff has, you know, caused me to dig back into it and go like, what am I missing out on? But I hadn't really heard any Buddy Guy records and I saw them live and it just blew my, you know, brain out of my butt. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, like, Muddy Waters, uh, there's, like, two records that just blew my mind. And I was talking to Henry about them when they had happened. It's Electric Mud by Muddy Waters. Yeah, that's great. And what's the other one great in record. the same... Are you talking about the Howlin' Wolf mm-hmm. record? Yeah, the Howlin' Wolf. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the that's the Howlin' Wolf. I think it's just called Howlin' Wolf, the Howlin' Wolf record or something like that because the title is super long. Um, yeah, it's what it's the the Black Kyle. Keys base their you know this album is called Brother pretty or whatever. Much, on. Yeah, pretty much. It's, yeah, uh, but it those two records are so good. Like those are like you know two of the best records of all time in my opinion. And the yeah, fact that I never amazing. heard those before. And then that sort of a transition from acoustic to electric, you know, and how people well, dealt with that. Because well, that was that was even further down the line because uh, because you had you know uh, already in the fifties and, and late fifties and into the sixties they were doing the Chicago style electric blues and those guys kind of had this rivalry um, and there were even instances in which they sort of like it was sort of like you're either in my band or you're in my band uh, between Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters, basically. And uh, sort of mirrored each other's kind of moves throughout the, throughout the years. Uh, so the Howlin' Wolf album and Muddy Waters' Electric Mud, like they utilized a lot of the same musicians and kind of went for this like fuzzed out, uh, very funk-inspired kind of psychedelic thing. Lots of wah guitars and trippy sound effects and, and really funky grooves. Um, and it's a really interesting period. Yeah, but that kind of stuff and those artists who are like huge and paved the way basically for rock and roll and a lot of yeah. the other stuff I love, yeah. you know. And it's weird because I know a lot about like jazz in that area. Uh, I played a lot of jazz like in college. And then my parents were super old. So I got a bunch of 50s growing up. And the edge of my musical knowledge was like the Beatles. I knew everything about the Beatles. And then. I had never heard the Rolling Stones until I was like in my teens. I, I'd probably heard them before, but I didn't like really know anything about them. And I also like wasn't really into Led Zeppelin until I was like in my twenties. So like I got so much sixties and like no seventies, which uh, is because my parents. I got a bunch of fifties and Motown and all that era stuff. Fifties, sixties, not seventies. So seventies is like a weird gap too. But I got it later in life. Robert? So before I get into the genres, I just want to answer some questions here on Facebook. Uh, John asked what the average age of the band was. And since I'm the middle child, uh, I'm 32, and that's pretty much the average age. Um, Amanda said, uh, you can stop listening to country after 1980. That's just completely false. Warren, don't listen to her. (laughs) Hank Williams Jr. is so awesome. I didn't know much about him until recently. Oh, my God. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite decade of country is pretty much '90s country. So, um, don't listen to Amanda, and I'll I'll say that till the day I Have die. Have you ever heard a little song called "I Got Friends in Low Places"? I love it. Hell I love yeah! Country. And uh, there was one more other thing on these comments that I wanted to address, but now there's so many comments I can't find it again. So, anyways, 
Um, but yeah, so can you guys hear me? Am I yeah. here? Yes. Oh, um, yeah, basically I know everything about every genre. So, um, pretty much I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I feel like I know a little bit about a bunch of genres. Um, growing up, I was always going to hardcore or punk shows because that's apparently who I was. Um, and it wasn't until later in life that I realized what, you know, uh, the other side of blues was and, and, and country and everything like that. But the one genre that I really don't, it maybe not under, maybe understand is the wrong word, but just don't get or would don't prefer to listen to is like that, that nineties R and B and not like rhythm and blues, not like that stuff. I'm talking about like boys <laughs> to men, like genuine. You know why Robert hates this so much? <laughs> Robert, it's tell everyone the real reason. It's because my wife always listens to it. I would prefer it if, if I understood why it was so good or why it was a thing. But some of that 90s R&B is just, I just don't understand it because it, it, it's basically like, um, who, who's the guy that, that had like the whole, the whole thing? Um, R. Kelly? Uh, yeah, thank you. Who's the guy with that whole thing? Yeah. I know a lot about pop culture music, um, so you know it's that just was amazing. That, that era of of nineties R and B uh with whatever that is, I just still haven't figured out why. You know, like what like the like sitting out here looking at you, uh you know. I just, uh, I've never really got Trapped in the Closet is a masterpiece. Go listen to that right Um, now. It is amazing if you have. That's the, that's definitely the one genre. Um, Carlos Santana. Are you, um, (laughs) maybe it's another Carlos Santana. I don't know. We're pretty close. Um, you can sit in with us. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, the, 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 the the 90s RB. Um, is something that I've, I haven't figured out how to latch onto or figured out how to find what's good and what's bad. Um, I'm my wife's from Florida. So she's probably listening to like not the greatest R and B from the nineties, but um, yeah, that was a dig on Florida, by the way. <laughs> um, the artist Florida. Yeah. Oh, half, yeah. My, half my family lives in Florida. So I'm, I'm I can say that. Um, but yeah. You got your be, F card. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my, my genre that I, I really don't understand or yeah. know enough about i mean i know the songs um i i can sing them to you but i just don't would never put it on my radio while i'm driving um and i'd probably put on everything else that we've talked about here uh even glitch pop i don't even i don't know what that is but i'd probably put that on before like a, a boys to men song um and that's that's the genre that i just don't really get or understand um yeah Interesting. So, I, what's your I favorite Boys to Men song out out of the ones that you don't like? <laughs> I don't even know the titles because they they say eighteen different things in every song. Like, there's I feel like there's not even real choruses. They're just like singing a part of the story that they're just they, they just sing it louder. You know, it's just like you know, I I don't even know. I can't even tell you a Boys to Men song, and I definitely hear it once a week. <laughs> sounds like a really. Uh... Sore subject. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. It's getting a Warren little. Warren said, "I would just Warren turn it off." Warren brought this subject yeah. up. Okay, guys. Warren <laughs> brought this up. It's not my. 
Well, <laughs> on, on another note, because of what you said earlier, I had our, our good buddy Research Randy do a quick number crunch for me. It turns Ooh. out the average age of the band is actually 31.4. 31 and a half is the average age of the band. I was off by 0. 0.6. That is pretty close, right. dude. That is my exact age almost. I was born January 5th, 1990, and it is July ish, 31. It's, it's July 19th. You pretty don't have close. to say ish. It's July 19th. Well, like January 5th is close to, <laughs> I guess, a little. Pretty close, over. dude. Pretty close. Pretty damn close. I'm the average age of the band. You guys You're should just pretty, trust me but, with yeah. everything. But <laughs> Andrew and Steve are both closer to their birthdays than everyone else. That's only like a month away. Right. Yeah. So should I so have they, Research Randy factor in the decimal points? Well, you have to. That's oh, the only shit. way if you want Research okay. Randy to do it. I was just going off like what I thought was the best thing to say. But if you're going to get Research Randy involved, then we, we need specific specifics. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you gotta take it to the end of the road, there, man. You know, won't well, still still can't let go. All right, still can't well, let go of it. If you factor in, it's unnatural. Strange to send this to me. The number crunch then becomes the average age of the band is now thirty two point two. And what did I say? <laughs> this is approximations, by the way. Not actual. Uh, you know, may not be accurate. Pretty close. <laughs> well, um, I just want to say this, if, if you're still with us. <laughs> um, it kind of gives you a glimpse into where our sound comes from because everyone has def- definitely very eclectic places that they grew up listening to different genres. Some people didn't even know certain genres that we get labeled as right now um, in their younger <laughs> years. So, um, you know. I just think that's a pretty cool thing to think about. All right. Well, I just want to listen to Simpsons wave. Simpsons wave is awesome. (laughs) Play a Simpsons. I'll send you guys this documentary. Let me see if I can find it or something. I'll post it. This is so dumb. Don't watch this if you're like the average music listener, but if you're into internet garbage stuff and you just like dumb stuff for the sake of dumb stuff, (laughs) it is super interesting. Um, I'll, I'll go find the link. But what do we have coming up now that everyone knows what kind of music we hate and we don't know about? Yeah. <laughs> we are playing at the Swallows Inn this no Friday. Friday. It's not I'll tell you what we're actually playing. <laughs> um, we will Sorry. be playing on Sorry. Friday at Patty's Station in San Juan. Right down the street from the Swallows Inn. Right down the street from the Swallows Inn. So if, if you listen to what Warren said and you forgot to listen to the rest, it's... Uh, Just follow right your ears, you know. But we'll be there on Friday, the 23rd, this weekend from 8 to 11. Um, and then and then the next real show that we're doing would be Mammoth Bluesapalooza. We have a couple. The, the reason we had to think about it is we have a couple private events in there. I, I wasn't sure if they were private or not, so I didn't know really how to say that. They are. We have a couple private events. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We are playing at the Mammoth Bluesapalooza. Saturday, August 7th, we are playing twice. We get to play on the main stage at 1245, I believe. And then we play at, I think, 545 on the, mm, the other side stage that they have there. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. It is on the Bluesapalooza website. 
the whole entire lineup Thursday through Sunday is posted there. There's going to be some of the best craft beer in all of California, including our friends Docent um, and some of the other local beers like Laguna Beach Brew Company. Um, I think Chapman, uh, uh, the one that and Alice, Alice, the one that's by Andrew that we Alasta, know. Alasta. Alasta. Yeah. Thank you. There's going to be a lot of great brews up there. Mammoth Brews and Blues of Palooza running Thursday through Sunday. Um, we're playing August 7th, that Saturday. And then after that, we head to Europe. And we are going to be in Europe from the 28th of August until October 4th. All of those dates are posted at our website, www.robertjohninthereck.com. And after that, we hit the States in the Midwest and in the South. We're very excited about this. We just announced shows in Lincoln, Nebraska, Kansas City, Missouri, Omaha, Nebraska, Arlington Heights, uh, Illinois, Charlotte, North Carolina, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Gadsden, Alabama, Jasper, Georgia, Decatur, Georgia, Charleston, South Carolina, Stanford, Florida, and the River and Blues Festival in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. Um, that, annou- that lineup is being slowly announced over the next few weeks or so, and um, it's going to be a good one. So we are very happy to be a part of that. And there will be more dates to be announced. So if you didn't hear your, your city that you live in off that roll call sheet that I just went through, um, we are going to announce more dates on top of what we just released. So um, again, stay in touch with us. www.robertjohnandtherec.com is where you can get all of that information. What else can you get at robertjohnandtherec.com? Most importantly, we're coming out with a brand new record on September 3rd called shine a lot of me brother which we're very proud about uh and really hope that uh, we're really excited for you guys to hear it and hear the whole thing um we do have pre-order packages online at robert john on the yeah, yeah. that you can check out uh we have really cool items that come with those packages so head over on to robert john on the and check those packages out we have vinyl we have cd we have those are the two things we have, but there's cool stuff that comes with it. Uh-oh, look at that. This is for the, the podcast viewers right now. Oh, yeah. Andrew is uh, opening up Ooh. a physical CD that we just got in. And if you want one of those, you can get it. You can pre-order it. We're going to send it to you. And it also comes in limited edition orange vinyl. Um, we've been talking about the battle of colored vinyl versus just flat black. <clears throat> and we think it's fun to come out with colored vinyl because colored vinyl is fun. Also got CDs. Look at that cover. Look at that cover. Well, head on what over to robertjohnandtherec.com. <laughs> uh, if you're not a part of our email list right now, you should probably do that because we do send the email list really cool exclusive things that we don't send anywhere else on the internet yeah. or in person. Hi, I'm Robert John. I sound like this, and I look like this album cover right here. <laughs> Make sure to uh, click the links. All right. All the links in the description below for all of you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and other podcast streaming services. Um, thank you to everybody who joined us tonight live here on Facebook. And to close us out tonight, uh, just for Robert, this uh, 
This song uh, was uh, topped out. Uh, it was at the end year end Hot 100 singles of Henry's birth year, 1994. Um, this is Boys and also the week I was born in October. Oh, birthday. and the week you were born. That's dope. Yeah. So this song is more for Henry than me. Yeah. Well, it's it's for you because I'm sure you're gonna love it. You'll probably know all the words. I want to see you sing along. It's a happy coincidence. And this is also one of my favorite Boys to Men songs. This is I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Be good to each other out there and get wrecked. Bye. Submit